all Universal Orlando wanted was one day to get ahead of the news cycle. And wouldn't you know it, Disney swoops in and announces a whole new pavilion. Theme Park Wars. Welcome, everybody, to Party of Two, a Parks podcast right here. Thanks to the fine folks at Anchor for hosting us or wherever you are listening to on the podcast world. I'm one of your hosts, the internet's Mark Donica. And I am one of your other hosts, Andrea Donica. So we woke up. I mean, we didn't wake up. We were woken up like we were awake. But okay, this isn't about us. This is about the Disney news and the the Universal news that dropped today. Oh, boy. So we got two things. We got the actual announcement of the Hagrid-themed roller coaster that's coming to Universal Orlando. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure yes, is the official title, and it's going to open officially on June 13th of this year. At Islands of Adventure in Orlando, giving somebody, giving folks in Florida something to do because everybody's going to be over here in California. I don't know. It's it's summer. Doing something. Something. We don't know. Hmm. So we there's been a lot of scuttlebutt surrounding this. There's been a lot of like aerial footage of the ride vehicle and from what we know it's going to be a family style coaster so not necessarily a full family coaster like a flight of the hippogriff but something that's going to be maybe a little bit more intense it's like a dark ride coaster yeah so it's this sounds like actually this sounds like their answer to snow white's uh mine train yeah that that might be a, a good way of comparing it and there was some leaked rumored to be concept art for the full layout of the ride. And that dropped maybe about a, a week or so ago. We were kind of hanging back to see how things were going to pan out before we comment. Because anything that's rumored, you know, we, we want to hear a little more backup before we say anything. But it does look pretty legit. And... What we do know is that we're going to be going into part of the Forbidden Forest in the Harry Potter universe. And there are going to be various magical creatures from the Harry Potter world that we will come across. Probably a lot of creatures that we haven't seen in other attractions. So I don't expect to see Buckbeef. 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 Someone's hungry. The Hippogriff. Uh, see how I combine those two words. But it's also, it's also, it wouldn't make sense because Buckbeak is over at Flight of the Hippogriff yeah. at the other park. Exactly. So, or yeah. no, no, Orlando, it, it would be down the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking that we might see, or at least some people ha- are thinking that the three-headed dog Fluffy is going to be a part of the attraction. Hmm. And at least from the concept art that Universal released and what we have seen in the past, there's a little Cornish pixie that is up to no good. And if you have seen Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets or read the book, you know that they are not very nice and they they do as they please. I'm sure that that's going to be used as a storytelling plot point and it's probably going to 
carry on through the ride. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. They don't get a ton of time in terms of the narrative of the movies and the books. But when they do, a lot of interesting things happen. And I think that it's going to be a really fun, unique experience just with them being in the attraction alone. So to see a bunch of other creatures, there's, for example, the giant Grop from the fifth book and movie that is Hagrid's half-brother. He might be lurking around somewhere. We may see some centaurs finally, which would be really, really cool. Finally. Yeah. Um, Gotta see some hot half-horsemen walking around. It'd be really cool if we could see a unicorn. That would be really neat. I I figure that would be like the payoff. Like that's what you get at the end of the ride. Yeah. Like. Though Hagrid doesn't think that they're all that exciting. (laughs) No. And and maybe it's something where at the end it's like, oh, well, I guess there's a unicorn. But who gives a a flying arse about that? Or how, you know, how he talks. Yeah, sure. And uh, I'm personally kind of hoping that we see something called blast ended scroots you don't see this in the movies in the books they are vicious little things and they are described in a very unflattering way yeah and they cause a lot of injuries to people they're called blast ended for a reason and apparently they kind of look like headless lobsters And I've always kind of wanted to see them manifested in real life. I don't know how this would pay off in the storytelling aspect of the attraction, but I am crossing my fingers. It's one of those things that's always tickled my funny bone. So as a Potter fan, I'm kind of hoping to see some really unique, underrated creatures that we really haven't seen so much given manifestation yet. I'd have to say coming at this from a a a roller coaster standpoint this is going to be one of the prettiest track layouts even though you're going in and out of buildings caves uh ruins whatever you you want even if if there's any truth to this concept art it's going to be gorgeous there's this big pond there's all of the the forest of course there's going to be a lot of green yeah there's a gorgeous lake in between this is going to be a really lush roller coaster the motorbike aspect is going to be a lot of fun for those who kind of casually follow the harry potter story but don't remember all of the details hagrid's motorbike was actually Sirius black's bike and you're going to kind of feel in certain respects like harry might have when he was first introduced to the wizarding world and what i'm hearing is that he's going to play a really he's going to be like the star of the attraction hagrid or serious hagrid okay and i think that that's going to be really nice i i hope we hear a little bit more of robbie coltrane's voice that would be really really sweet and i think that it's going to be nice that families are able to ride this coaster together but it's still going to it sounds like it's still going to be very much a thrilling ride well i think what i was what i was trying to say before was we don't have roller coasters with uh this sort of vista like even when it comes to 
Six Flags Magic Mountain, which is right up here. It's still the desert, like the High Sierra Territory area doesn't necessarily lend itself well to how the ride feels. I guess Tatsu would really be the only roller coaster that has any sort of, well, and Ninja, I suppose, too. Um, But when it comes to roller coasters from our end of the country, I'm not as familiar with anything that's like this. I've seen stuff from Busch Gardens. Um, the Beast and Son of the Beast, I yeah. know, have some sort of some greenery. But this, the the budget will very much be seen. And even, I, I have a feeling where even if this was just a roller coaster, it like there's no inversions or anything, but there's still the... I want to see more storytelling crossing with roller coasters because, like with the Gringotts Bank, that I, is more storytelling than ride. Yeah, the ride is just sort of like an extra thing. Like we could have made this just a screen experience, but we're gonna, yeah. Uh, whereas I think Transformers is a good mix between the two. Yeah, I would say it's their their Indiana Jones and Temple of the Forbidden Eye, except. The Temple of Benai doesn't have screens, but how would Universal pay for all of, in that small space? How would they pay for all of those giant robots? So mm-hmm. with this, we get to see people have fun with robots again yeah, and animatronics. And one of the great things that we're hearing is supposedly there won't be any screens on this attraction. I, I really hope that that's true. Not too long ago, Universal was actually sending out questionnaires to guests asking point blank, are we using too many screens on our rides? And I'm pretty sure the resounding answer was yes. So I think that they've heard that loud and clear and there's going to be a decent amount of animatronics. There's going to be a decent amount of creatures. Supposedly at a certain point, the coaster is going to go backwards so that's going to be fun and you know what that's interesting too because over here in hollywood the revenge of the mummy goes backwards here but over in orlando it doesn't so this would be their their answer to that yeah so i think that that's interesting hmm I, I think that that will be a, a nice compliment to their mix of attractions that they have. I'm I'm hoping that we'll see some sort of incarnation of this out here in Hollywood at some point. That's, but that's going to be hard. Like if if they're we, planning to expand eventually. Sure, but then it's do we expand to do London and Gringotts and all of that stuff, yeah. or do we expand to have one extra ride? That's that's going to be a very interesting discussion. Yeah. Like if you get rid of DreamWorks Theater and Waterworld, you may be able to fit this ride in here. But it's it's a roller coaster. Yeah. As opposed to you stick a bunch of people in a room with a screen in front of them, which is how Universal get has been getting a lot of their rides <laughs> lately. So that's uh, with a roller coaster. It's, it's a completely different thing. And also the land, I, can ima- I can't imagine what sort of condition the land on the hill over here is like. And even when it comes to the land over in Orlando with like the, the marshy, soft, like they, they probably had to lay a lot of cement 
in order to flatten the space out and then build on top of that. Well, sure. And so that on a mountaintop is a lot. It's a lot. But we have been able to see that over here just with Flight of the Hippogriff because they have that marshy moss sort of look and feel with the plants. Everything is very lush and green. They're, when they build it, they're committed to it. Sure, sure, sure. But that's that's the thing is they're going to they'll probably have to spend more out here than well, they won't have to pay anything in research and development because that have already been done. But the there there's a lot more to lose. Like that they'll probably have to go into city walk. They'll probably have to lose a lot. Now it makes sense for them to just sort of put the ride right on the other side of Flight of the Hippogriff. But that's where uh, Waterworld is. So it's just a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> and um, with them having to deal with Nintendo, I don't think we'll hear about anything new Harry Potter coming to Los Angeles until maybe right before Super Nintendo Land opens in Los Angeles. I think that's a fair assessment. Sure. Because yeah. we're it's being built or it's being like there's room being made for something on the lower lot yeah but that hasn't been confirmed yet and if this is opening june 13th it's that's not that long that's four months away yeah and so with that coupled like i don't i don't see when we're gonna find out what's actually being built in on the lower lot when it comes to super nintendo land Gonna be gonna be a little bit too much, but uh, of course Universal was uh, overshadowed. Universal just can't get a good day. I saw just a plethora of sweet, 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 sweet Simpsons memes when it came to the announcement that the Disney Parks blog threw out today, which was that uh, oh boy. We finally have our answer for what's going in the Wonders of Life Pavilion and just a whole bunch of stuff of what's happening with Epcot. What Our answer, a little surprising, they're referring to itself as a first-of-its-kind play pavilion uh, that will, quote, wow guests while keeping with the original vision of the park. So... it. It's built on the power. This is a, a quote from Zach Ridley. Built on the power of play, it introduces an immersive and interactive quote city where you can explore, create, and interact with some of your favorite Disney characters. This is an experience worthy of our bold vision for Epcot and another signature element of our transformation. Now, what this doesn't say anything about uh, attractions, shows, food, anything, and we're given. And now, to be fair. We, we don't get a lot of super definite stuff or anything that you can really be assured of in any of this concept art. Like back when we had, like for the, the Marvel announcements, there's like glimpses of ideas. Is that exactly how buildings are going to look? Probably not. Is that exactly where the shield truck is going to go? Probably not. But... It gives us an idea. And in this photo, in this photo, in this rendering, we see we're, we're shown a lot. We are shown a cinema. There's a lot of emoji, like Disney emoji blitz imagery 
found throughout. We There's a Joy, there's a Marie, and there's an Edna Mode. And there's various characters walking around. I see uh, Nick from Zootopia. Is that Aurora in the blue dress or is that Cinderella? I think that that's Aurora just because it, it kind of looks like it's the off the shoulder type thing. Can you thing. imagine? And, and this, there's no reason to think that this is a thing. Can you imagine if it's a smart dress that you can... Uh, Merriweather and switch back and forth from pink to blue. There is actually a Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. What is with my words today? We got one of them Sleeping Beauties (laughs) that's coming around. Sorry, folks. There is a face character Sleeping Beauty dress that does change between pink and blue. It has only come out twice. And this might be a time for it to return to the parks. And it's future world. Which would be neat. Something that a lot of people have been commenting on is the fact that we're getting extreme Wreck-It Ralph 2 vibes from this concept art. And I think that that's pretty spot on. It, It does feel very much like the Oh My Disney area or just the internet just what like the downtown internet looks like and i do think that it's really interesting that they're going with walt's original vision of this being some sort of the city type area still not his original original vision but i think that that is really interesting i i'm not seeing anything really particular like we we see certain keywords we see hotel we see wedway cinema cinema let's play let's play and what what do you think that this image here is i keep looking at it near the left uh, next to the cinema there is there is something there um it says dance uh, on one of like one of the words that you can make out is dance, and it I did think look that like the, a dancing sort of the, thing. The bars look like it could be like a pulsing sound, um, like I don't I don't know what those are called, but just sort of like the meter, even just like the levels right here on our little H six recorder, just like yeah. something that that can bounce along to the music and and uh, be just be a, an extra addition to making the world seem that much more kinetic and. The thing that is noticeable, as, as I said earlier, no mention of attractions, but if they're focusing on play and they're using... So there's there's a lot of space. There yeah. is a lot of space that is going to be unused because it's the, the pavilion, you go into Body Wars, you go into Frontiers, you go into all of the stuff that's on the outside walls that takes you to outside buildings that aren't under the big golden dome but what are those going to be used for what is any of that space going to be used for we're getting absolutely no sort of indication on what that is and uh let me let me bring the article back up because i don't remember them saying when specifically this was going to be ready though i could be wrong did they say that this is going to be in time for the, the for the 50th anniversary for disney world the whole property yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so 2021 is the aimed year something that's interesting about this concept art as well you notice for basically the entirety of 
the image that you're seeing, you see a big open space and seating area. And there is seemingly in front of the Let's Play area, mm-hmm. there's a stage with dancers there. And Vanellope is oh, yeah, just she is. to the side, just kind of hanging out there. Well, it looks like she's jumping along. Yeah. Like she's giving a Mario woohoo sort of a thing. <laughs> and uh, it, it does appear to me that they're probably going to try to get people to maybe interact and dance along with shows that might be placed here. So still trying to get the body moving, but that's probably going to be the closest we're going to get to any sort of feeling of the wonders of life. It's no longer going to be called the wonders of life pavilion. And they haven't given an official title for what the pavilion's going to be called yet. Well, so a couple of things stand out. Uh, if you go back and listen to our "What's Coming Next," blah 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 blah, uh, we did we did something about the future of the Wonders of Life Pavilion, and I talked about how having some sort of a space for rest for parents, yeah. families, whatever. There's a big hotel sign right up front there. That is interesting to me. And and with play, that can comes into one of the things that I suggested of a VR attraction of some kind. Yeah, and that way you because they, they've been experimenting with vr in the parks there was a little bit of a presentation in interventions over here and then of course they have the void uh vr stuff that disney has been partnering hev- heavily with and heavenly sure <laughs> for star wars and for wreck it ralph and probably i assume for anything else that might be coming out yeah but i think that the 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 cinema could be future movies that are going exactly. to be opening up that's going to be epcot's answer to the the f- formerly bugs life theater and the the formerly muppets theater but for epcot and then that way you can you push people through there um but let's play i can still see a vr attraction in some way shape or form uh i wonder what the wedway building is gonna be yeah do you have any thoughts on that I mean, we know what Wedway stands for, what it means. But do, do all of the folks at home know what it stands for and what it means? Uh, well, I all I know is that it's the people mover transportation in terms of the what? It, what is the well? Official... It was the the people mover system using a linear induction motor to propel vehicles along a pair of steel ra- steel rails. It's been a day, folks. It's been a day. <laughs> but yeah, it's the it's the it's the dual rail people mover technology. But didn't they change it for Disney World? I have a feeling that they actually did a different type of track. Well, it what it it was form uh, from 1975 until 1994, it was the Wedway people mover. And then from 1994 to 2010, it was the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Authority. That's right. TTA. And it seems just to fit what the new Tomorrowland was. So there's there's a chance that it could be some sort of transportation, maybe? Yeah. I mean, that, that is the most likely thing. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe it's a connection in some way to more transportation actually landing and going out of there 
that would be pretty rad. But mm. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. What I am seeing here on the concept art, there's something kind of behind the Wedway facade. Some sort of weird building type thing it that like seems a- to be coming up from the back. I, It's almost like... Are those the buckets? It looks like an air traffic control tower. Yeah. So it's not... I mean... Was Epcot on the list of Skyway? Of Skyliner? I don't think it is because there's a lot of easy ways to get to Epcot. Yeah. Then maybe that's a future expansion. Maybe. Or something to add to the line. Who knows? But that would be a weird... That would be a weird place to... So imagine... If the monorail here at Disneyland got off at the entrance to Star Tours. (laughs) That's what that feels like to me here. Hmm. But it looks like air traffic control. Wedway being there implies that there could be some sort of transportation based thing in there. Like what if this is a, a miniaturized version of Walt's original vision of Epcot? Like like you were hmm. saying, what if some of the some of the ideas yeah. are just sort of ma- brought into this one pavilion, which then they can say, "Hey, Walt's vision is still alive," but then they can make more licensed attractions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the vibe that I'm getting from here. Hmm. I'm curious. For example, this hotel section is it going to be? just disney hotels or are they going to maybe partner with some of their good neighbor hotels that are in the orlando area like are they gonna do any sort of partnerships with other hotel chains and brands what's the purpose or (laughs) like why is it what i what i hope is that you can go in and take a nap can i do a rent yeah that's what i'm saying i mean that's that's the dream disney please hear me i'm i am surprised that it's a i'm surprised that it's a hotel and not like uh an apartment or like Mm. a like a downtown living area as opposed to a hotel because a hotel implies temporary so I mean, the thing is, Disney has so often tried to do futuristic homes in in some sort of capacity with Innoventions, House of the Future, etc. And it always ends up feeling outdated at a certain point. And while this is an individual pavilion itself, it is still future world. Mm -hmm. So it does need to feel fresh in a certain way, but they don't need to rely so heavily on technology that you just need on a daily basis in your home for cooking and different things, just stuff that we generally need day to day. And I think that that might be easier for them to maintain an update. It feels they're, they're definitely going to be opening up a lot of the space that was once in the pavilion but it's it kind it looks like a mall like it I looks mean, like sure. a like a ba mall like a killer mall but b oh yes there you <laughs> go um it it looks like a sweet mall yeah but at the same time it's still like i mean a mall. that that is very much a a futuristic city type thing people love to come 
and just walk around nice malls, nice shopping malls with their families when they've got nothing to do. So ideally, (laughs) (laughs) this might be the best version of a mall. Very interested to see what happens. Yeah. This is a very unique idea. Again, we know nothing about it. We're just going off of a picture here. But we also got uh, news that they're going to be redoing the entrance to Future World and making it a lot more like OG. Maybe they're going to undo some of the the damage that was done by the Future Circus that once (laughs) was uh, the home, uh, like made home on top of the fountains, those giant elephants. But (laughs) yeah, and those those blocks of uh, the the leave a legacy photos which really change the physical landscape of that entrance and a lot of people kind of felt looked more like gravestones which didn't feel all that welcoming and, and friendly and idealistic now the fountain is coming back which is really really nice i know a lot of people are excited for that I love how we're seeing the traditional official Epcot logo on these little flags that are scattered around. And I, I love that there's going to be some nice lush greenery, a little bit of water elements. It's going to feel much more welcoming, something mm. that, you know, you would like to see in the future. We don't want the future to just be sterile city landscape that's all cement and that there's no nature still attached. It looks like it's going to just be a nice place to hang out. It's going to be a really beautiful entrance and especially this being right in front of Spaceship Earth, which is the signature image of what Epcot is. I think that that's going to be really, really gorgeous. Just this concept art alone looks absolutely breathtaking to me i love the color i i love the feeling and i think it's going to make a lot of people happy and it's going to be nice when it's completed yes it's going to look absolutely beautiful and it's it's something it's a refresh it's not i think one of the major things that we weren't necessarily trying to attack in our episode about Maelstrom. No. But something that that I know a lot of Parks fans tend to have an issue with, and there's still a couple of people that whose relationship I've had with has been sullied due to how they feel about various attractions being replaced and up or or updated. Whereas something like this is is a nice gesture. Yeah. It's not it's not going to be the new hotness. It's, I think, I think what it what it is, is it's that people are realizing what the present and what the future mean, and looking so far into the future that you can't necessarily see what's in front of you, is a detriment. And yeah. being able to think of the future five years from now, ten years from now, as opposed to forty years from now, is a little bit more important because we we all don't have that much time and it while it yeah oh it's not an original idea it it's it's challenging people 
to live today and not get trapped in stuff from yesterday or stuff from tomorrow. That's beautiful, Mark. But it's really like it's it's the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, not of 10 years from now. This is something that we can achieve tomorrow. This is that like that's that is what I think the essence of Epcot is and what Tomorrowland is is oh the the vague idea of tomorrow in 1986 blah 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 <laughs> but no this is stuff that can happen as quickly as tomorrow there are medical advances technological advances that are happening every single day that are getting us to this being our reality and what what Epcot is and has represented so that the, the think the main thing with people upset that it's not the way it was that when they grew up all of the all of the stuff that has been updated anybody who has experienced all of that stuff has been inspired by it generations decades of people walking through any of these theme parks have been inspired and so are the attractions ever going to be truly gone because well and now with youtube but Hmm. even more so People can be inspired and change what the future is instead of it stagnating. Sometimes we make missteps and have uh, all the stuff that happened with Journey into Imagination. Like sometimes uh, there are missteps. And future episode, trust me. Sure, folks. but but sometimes those mistakes can happen. Yeah. And sometimes we can get something like Test Track. We can get something like... Uh, um, any any of the attractions that that are coming soon that have just been re- released like everything is a step towards a better future and you can't you can't stay stagnant yeah. you have to keep moving forward i never look back darling it distracts from the now and we're back on this concept art look <laughs> edna mode is she going to be there we don't know oh my gosh what if it is a future Okay, like you said, with the mall, shopping. Maybe Edna Mode is going to be your personal stylist. Oh my god. That's a lot of dialogue for Brad Bird to record. That's Brad Bird? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's Brad Bird. Okay, my my brain's exploding. Well, just like how... uh, um, Oh, why can't I remember? The, The director of Finding Nemo, Andrew... Stanton. Stanton. Thank you. I was getting, Crush. I said, Andrew. Yeah. But that, that's what happened is he was like, I want Chris to sound like this. And they never found somebody. And they would just, why don't you just do it? It's stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ep- Epcot's going to be pretty. It, it is pretty. And, yeah. and we miss it dearly. So much. That's why we've been doing a lot of episodes about Epcot <laughs> lately. And we're, we're hoping to make it back soon but we're definitely going to make it back by the time the 50th or for the 50th by the time the 50th rolls around oh yeah absolutely something of that nature but um the only other thing that i wanted to mention that's only sort of like very not not related to disney but more universal was that the uh, nintendo of america president reggie fils also announced it was just a big news day announced that he was stepping down um after 15 years He's going to be done in April and without him, I like it. It's hard to say with definitely without Shigeru Miyamoto um, or Satoru Iwata, but with Reggie, Reggie was one of people don't necessarily put faces to various companies. Yeah. Reggie was one of those synonymous faces 
and the fact that he can leave in good health and spend more time with his family is a wonderful bonus and the only reason i bring it up is because maybe that leaves him more time to be a creative director for the theme parks maybe maybe, maybe. or a or a, a a creative liaison where it's not he doesn't have to run nintendo of america yeah but it it's like yeah i mean uh mr miyamoto can't be there but i can be there i can be there i'm, I'm the reginator damn it <laughs> but i think that's gonna do it for for us here at party of two yeah yeah, yeah i think so so we want to make sure that you head on over to tpublic.com slash party of two and pick up some sweet sweet uh merchandise we've we put two new designs up there for orange swirl fans i'm sorry citrus swirl fans <laughs> and pineapple whip fans Give it a look. Check it out. Party of Two Pod on Tee Public. And other than that, we're on social media. Yeah, you can find me at Drea on Instagram and on Twitter. And also we're on Facebook. Yes. We have a, a Facebook page for Party of Two. Twitter. Like, at subscribe. Party of Two Pod. Uh, we're on YouTube and we're developing some stuff that's probably going to happen sooner than later for YouTube. So make sure to check us out over there. And you can find me at Mark B. Donica. But until next time, we will see you on the next ride.